hard to believe it's been two months. I think March 21 was the last time we were together. And I'll be honest with you, it has been a long two months. And I am grateful that we have the opportunity to be together this morning. I wish we could be together tonight, but I understand we're taking it step by step and hopefully and prayerfully in the very near future, we will be back running full bore again. But we're glad you're here. And I've got, or actually I have been working on some lessons from the fifth chapter of the book of Luke. And I thought about what I was going to say today. And even though I had just been working on a lesson from chapter 5 in the book of Luke, I thought maybe I would do something a little bit different this morning. And what I want to do is talk about some things that we ought to be grateful for. I think what we've been through is a reminder to us of just how blessed we have been. And I use that term in the past tense. We have been very blessed. We are blessed today, granted. But I think there is a tendency sometimes to take our, our blessings for granted. Do you agree? And so maybe it's good to go back and reflect upon the great blessings that we enjoy. The passage that Noah read a moment ago, Psalm 68. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with blessings or benefits. We are extremely blessed. We know James wrote many years ago, every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above. God is the dispenser of all blessings in life. God is the one who makes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends the rain on the just and the unjust. We have all been immeasurably blessed by His providential care. But one of the things that stands out to me is, as His children... We are uniquely blessed. We are blessed above the rest. And the reason is because we belong to Him. There is a sense of belonging as a child of God. One of the great truths I believe that is revealed to us in Scripture is the fact that as a child of God, we belong to the family of God. God is our Father. And we are members, as Paul would say in Ephesians 2 and 1 Timothy chapter 3, we are members of the household of God. A very unique relationship. So what about our blessings? I think that there is the need to be reminded of the importance of prayer. How often have you found yourself praying, maybe more so in recent weeks, than ever before in your life. You know, the Bible talks about those who spent great amounts of time in prayer. Jesus literally spent an inordinate amount of time in prayer to God the Father. What that says to me is, if Jesus, the Son of God, recognized the importance of prayer, then by all means we ought to pray, shouldn't we? Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 
pray without ceasing. Our lives ought to be bathed in prayer. It ought to be an integral part of life, day in, day out. I think about David in the long ago when he said, Evening, morning, and noon will I pray and cry aloud. Read the life of Paul. Paul penned some 13 books in the New Testament. When you begin to look at the life of Paul, one of the things that will leap off the pages of Scripture to you is the fact that he spent a lot of time on his knees to God in prayer. And so we have the opportunity to pray, to recognize that we have the ear of God in heaven. Peter said, The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and His ears are open under their prayers. Now we talk about some of the unique privileges that we enjoy in this life. We are privileged to be a citizen in this country, aren't we? But what a greater privilege it is to be a citizen in the kingdom of God and to know that we have the very ear of Almighty God, the blessings of prayer. You know, Jesus said in Luke 18 that men ought to, listen to Him, always pray and not be discouraged. So understanding the privilege and the great power that comes through prayer. The Bible tells us in James chapter 5 at verse 16, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There's power in prayer, isn't there? So you and I, we have the opportunity, and listen, in uncertain times, we need to look to God. There is an air of certainty about God, isn't there? The Bible speaks of God and His faithfulness. God is unchanging. The Hebrew writer said He is the same yesterday, today, yes, forever. God never changes. We live in a changing world. The song says, hold to God's unchanging hand. And so to put our confidence in the God of heaven. And then there is a second Reminder, I would suggest today that we ought to remind ourselves regularly of the importance of patience. The last two months have no doubt tried our patience. Would you agree with that? I mean, hasn't your patience been tried because of this air of uncertainty? The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 5 at verse 3, Paul in that context talks about how we have been justified by faith. And because of that justification, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul would go on to say in verse 3, he said that those of us who belong to the family of God, we can experience tribulation. And Paul said tribulation works or leads to what? Patience or perseverance. In James chapter 1, James said, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the trying of your faith produces patience or perseverance. 
In times of uncertainty, it is difficult to maintain a level of patience, isn't it? I have never been a patient person. You may have mastered that art in life, but I have not. And I am not the kind that has the ability to step back and patiently wait. I know I ought to, but I, I have very little patience in life. And one of the things that this has taught me is the need for patience. I mean, for two months now, we have been apart as a church family. And I can tell you, on behalf of Jared, on behalf of the elders, we would love nothing more than for all of us to be together. Some of the things that we're facing now try our patience. I don't know how many times I have thought if I hear about social distancing one more time, I'm sick of it. I understand the need for it. I hope and pray this is not the new normal. But I'm tired of it. I had to go to the dermatologist a couple of weeks ago. And they told me right up front, you've got to wear a mask when you go to the dermatologist, all right? Look, they don't tell you that those masks can kill you. You can barely breathe in them. At least I couldn't. And then I'm in the doctor's office, and the doctor's trying to talk to me, and I keep having to ask the physician, can you repeat what you said? You ever try to talk to somebody with a mask on? It's tough, isn't it? So, I mean, there are things that test our patience, test our nerves. Do I think that we can benefit from the trials of life? Yes, I do. Do I think that we can grow our patience? Yes, I do. No matter what happens in life, there are two thoughts come to mind. Number one, we've got to stay focused on Christ, don't we? You remember in Hebrews chapter 12, the writer talked about laying aside every sin, the weight that so easily besets us, and running with patience or endurance the race that's set before us. He said, looking unto Jesus, keeping our eyes on the Lord. If we're not careful, we keep our eyes on any, any and everything but the Lord. I don't know what the future holds, but I do know the one who holds the future, and that's the Lord. The Lord sees all, the Lord knows all, and so to keep my eyes focused on Him and then to stay faithful to Him come what may. Now is not the time to abort ship. We've got to stay faithful to God, don't we? Ultimately, we're looking for that home in heaven. There's a third thought that comes to mind, and that is a reminder of the importance of praise. I am glad that we have the opportunity to be here together today. We're small in number, but we're still together. I hope and pray that as time goes forward, that more people will feel more comfortable with getting out and being around others. You just have no idea how much Jared and I have missed being here with you. 
just from a personal perspective, I can't tell you how difficult it is to preach to empty pews. If you know what a sterile environment is, that's what it's like. I mean, to get up here and to look out and to see nothing but pew after pew after pew. And I'm trying to preach and teach and worship. It's not the same. Look, I'm grateful for what we have. The technology that we enjoy. Kevin, hats off to him for all he's done. He has done a tremendous job. And I'm thankful for the technology we possess and for the help that David has given And this would not be possible were it not for Him. The Bible speaks of the early church in Acts 2 verse 42. And the Bible says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And hear what He says, and in fellowship, in the breaking of bread and prayers. I have not been where you have been in the sense I haven't been worshiping in my home. I can't say that I know what it's been like for you to sing, to pray, to study from God's Word, to partake of the Lord's Supper in your home. But I can tell you what it's like from my perspective here. It is not what I want to do. I don't think God intended for us to be isolated from one another. Now, do I understand that sometimes there are, there are things that occur in life that prevent us from coming together? Absolutely. This is one of those times. Nothing could be done about it. But nonetheless, God wants us to be together to praise. Can I tell you how encouraging it is to be here with you today? to see your smiling faces, I promise you, your smiling faces will get me through this next week. Just to be in your presence. I feel like I ought to pay you to just be with you. I I promise you, you are special. And I can tell you, I love each and every one of you. When I looked out over the past few weeks over the empty pews, I could picture in my mind's eye where you sit because you sit the same place by and large every week. We're creatures of habit, aren't we? I saw a picture that was posted a while back where they had puppets set up in the auditorium. I'd take that. But I thought about wouldn't it be great if we had cardboard cutouts of every family? And I could at least look at your faces. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, the Bible talks about not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a man of some is, but listen to what he says, but exhorting one another. When we sing, we sing and admonish and teach one another, don't we? I understand we sing with grace in our hearts to the Lord, but we're singing to one another, we're teaching one another. There is no substitute for being in your presence. 
and reading and studying together, partaking of the Lord's Supper. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, when Paul talks about those who partook of the Lord's Supper in that location, he said, when you come together, it is an intimate setting. It affords us the opportunity to break bread together, to partake of the fruit of the vine, to praise God, to lift our voices to Him. As the psalmist said many, many years ago, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. And there's a final thought, and that is we ought to be reminded of the importance of our promises. As a child of God, we enjoy unique promises. Promises that have been made to us and to no one else outside the body of Christ. One of the thoughts that comes to my mind is the constancy of His care. The past two months, at best, have been very difficult. But to know that God still cares about me. He still cares about you and that God will always care for us as His people, won't He? You remember that verse in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, where Peter said, casting all your care on Him, for He cares for you? When he said, He cares for you, that preposition used by Paul for means because of in that context. And what Peter is saying is God cares for you. And because He cares for you, you can, you can give Him the cares, anxieties, and worries that you have in life. We live in a time of uncertainty a time of anxiety. I'd be lying if I told you I didn't have anxieties. One of the things that I've been praying to God about, in Philippians chapter 4, Paul said, in nothing be anxious. You remember what he said? But in everything, with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. In Scripture, the word supplication cares with the idea of needs. And the idea is that we are indigent. That we have needs in life, don't we? Do we have needs when we're filled with anxiety and worry? Yes, we do. And so Paul said we can turn to God in prayer. When we do that, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So what I think about is laying claim to God's peace. I need God's peace. And so the constancy of His care. And then also the promise of His presence. God has been with us throughout our journey in life. He will continue to remain with us, won't He? Didn't God say to Joshua in the long ago, wherever you go, the Lord your God will be with you. Is that true today? 
You think we can trust God to stay with us day by day, side by side? Yes. The Bible still reads, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God will always be at our side. That is a promise that is unique to us, isn't it? And then, what about the hope of heaven? The last two months, in some ways, and I'm not trying to over-dramatize what has gone on, but in some sense of the word, it's been like a death has taken place in the family, hasn't it? Because we've been cut off or separated from one another. So I am reminded of the fact that when we go to the cemetery and we say goodbye to somebody, it is temporary. Do you remember in Acts chapter 20 when the Apostle Paul, the Bible says he bade farewell to the elders from the church at Ephesus. When he said goodbye to those people, the Bible says they wept being apart from people, whether it's a brief time, a protracted period of time, whatever the case may be, it can be tough, can it? When we lose someone, they step out into eternity, it is tough to say goodbye, but to be reminded, there is a reunion coming, isn't there? And so in some, in some small way, we have been reunited together, which is kind of a prelude to being together in heaven one day. To know that we have the promise of heaven. Listen to what John said, the voice of revelation. In 1 John 2, verse 25, John said, This is the promise that He has promised us eternal life. That's a promise. So to be reminded of that, to know that one day we'll be together in heaven. As Peter said, we have an inheritance. It is incorruptible, it's undefiled, it fades not away, and Peter said it's reserved in heaven for you. So today, let's thank God for our blessings. Let's thank God for the opportunity to be, to be together. I would hope and pray. Matter of fact, let, let me just step back and say this. I know that you know how blessed you are. But I do think sometimes it's good to be reminded to reflect upon how blessed we are as God's children. So before we close today, it might be the case that you're here and you're not a child of God. As always, we want to invite you to give consideration to where you are spiritually. And maybe you need to obey the gospel. Maybe you have yet to acknowledge Jesus as the Lord of your life. You believe that He is the Son of God, and now at this point in time in life, you're willing to repent. You're willing to be immersed in water so that all your sins can be washed away, according to Luke in Acts 2, verse 38. You want to be a member of the church that God adds people to in Acts 2, verse 47. So if you're here today and you're not a Christian and you want to become a child of God, we'd be happy to baptize you into Christ this hour. 
If you're here today and maybe you need the prayers of the church, maybe just because you've been battling some things in life and you want people to pray for you and with you, that is a right and privilege we have as God's people. If you're here today and maybe your life's not what it ought to be and you need to be restored, could we pray with you and for you? You know, the Bible says if we confess our If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I would hope and pray that if you have a need this hour, that you'll come as we stand and sing.